Hello, I'm Dr. Nathan Harris, and welcome to the Sea Brilliance Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking with Mia Johnson, a PhD student in engineering education at The Ohio State University. I hope that you will listen and hear what this brilliant woman has to say and that you might find something applicable in your lives. Listen here. So tell me about yourself. So my name is Nia Johnson. I am a 24-year-old young Black woman. Um, As far as hometown goes, I'm a bit of a nomad. I've lived in four different states, but Ohio twice. And that second time in Ohio is where I graduated high school. If anyone's familiar with Westchester, Ohio, but if not, it's just generally the the Cincinnati area. Um, I then went to Ohio State to get my bachelor's degree in chemical engineering, which was quite a journey, I will say. And then after that, I decided to do more school. How about that? (laughs) Who chooses to do more school? But I am currently getting my PhD in engineering education, happen to be in the same program that Dr. Harris graduated from and have the same advisor. So that's a really cool connection that that I have with with Dr. Harris. And I'm really grateful that I do have that. Um, I'm also working part time at the PASS Foundation. And just in general, I feel like I'm I'm wearing many hats at the moment, but I'm thoroughly enjoying what I'm doing. So it it doesn't quite feel like work all the time, which makes it a bit easier to to be juggling so much. Hey, uh, we are talking to a black woman who's 24 with a degree in chemical engineering. That's a rarity. So, you know, what inspired you to pursue a career or a degree in chemical engineering? Uh, you know, I've asked myself this question a couple of times because, you know, I think there's quite a few factors, one of them being the classic, you know, I was good at math and science and people recognized that and attributed that to a good engineer. So they were like, hey, if you looked into, looked into engineering, you should check it out. More specifically in high school, I was taking chemistry and my chemistry teacher was like, you know, you you're doing pretty good in chemistry. You seem good at math. Have you thought about chemical engineering specifically? I was like, yeah, no, not really. Um, I don't really know what that is, to be honest. Uh, but that that was definitely a factor that led to it. I should mention my dad is an engineer by training. Uh, he's a mechanic. Pressed engineering upon me or or made it so that, you know, I need to look into it or anything like that. Honestly, I didn't find out what he really did until high school because I asked him, you know, people said I should be an engineer. You're an engineer. What do you do? Uh, But once I learned a bit more about it, I realized, you know, just the impact that I could make being a black woman in that space. There's not many of us. I I could tell you that for sure. I think in my class of 50 or 60 students, there were three of us. My, my. And so, um, you know, that played a big part as well. But I think it all kind of boils down to external influences and then my own interests in math and science and just kind of trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And it seemed cool at the time. So, So, you know, what has been the most rewarding experience that you've had, you know, in your early career? Mm. 
I mean, this, this may be a typical answer, but I think the people that I've met along the way um, have been the most rewarding part of getting this, this engineering degree. Um, like I mentioned, there's not many of us, right? And I just so happened to find a group of other young Black women who were also studying engineering. Not all of them were chemical, uh, but even still, I mean, we, we really supported and carried each other through, through that degree. And I'm very close with many of them still, even after having graduated. And if not close, then, you know, they're still a part of my network for sure. So I think that's been a great piece of my journey, uh, not only creating professional ties, but also social, emotional ties with uh, these important people. So what's something that you like to do with your with your girls? <laughs> we we like to chill and talk about anything but engineering to be honest <laughs> like I'm not gonna hold you um you know even when we were in undergrad if we had a hard week you know be like all right let's get the girls together on Saturday we go into the Q house to go to this party we're not gonna think about engineering we're not gonna talk about it um and I think that was <laughs> just really helpful to learn how to separate the work that you're doing, quote unquote, I mean, we were students, but you know, just, just in general, the work that you're doing from the life that you want to have external to work. I think there's nothing wrong with overlap, but at the same time, you know, when you're, you're the only in your classroom, I think it's important to, you know, take time to step away and just, just be you just chill with the girls, you know? And so, you know, being such low number and then I promise you we will we'll shift a little <laughs> bit but uh, you know for a young black girl who might listen or might see you one day or mm -hmm. who has already seen you mm -hmm. and knowing the various challenges that you have gone through you know being a black chemical engineer you know what tips would you give to that young black girl, that young black woman who's interested in pursuing, you know, a, a career in chemical engineering or a degree in engineering, period, knowing that one, they might not have a sister on the left and the right. Mm -hmm. What would you say to her? The first thing that comes to mind is building or leaning on the community that you already have. Um, for me, you know, I went to school not super far from home. But, you know, I was still very tapped in with my community at home, my friends from high school, my family. And then coming to Ohio State, I just so happened to do a, it was like a, a pre-college engineering program for minority students. Um, and in doing that, I made a lot of friends. But not only that, I got a chance to get acquainted with uh, some of the leaders in the, what's the office, the, the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, specifically in the College of Engineering, though. And I can tell you, even now to this day, being in graduate school, I can still walk in there, say, hey, you know, chalk it up. It's, you know, they're truly like a part of my family at this point, and they have carried me a long way, uh, you know, even financially at times. So I think community is a big thing. NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers, that was a big, big part of my experience. You know, say the mission statement. <laughs> everyone stand please everyone stand 
But yeah, I, I think community is the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is to find things outside of engineering that also interest you so that in that time when you're chilling with the girls or in that time on the weekends when you finish a homework assignment and you don't feel like doing nothing anymore, you can continue to to build skills outside of just deriving equations. <laughs> Not to boil down engineering to just that, but chemical mm-hmm. engineering, I will tell you, was a lot of calculus. That's it. It was a lot of Seriously? derivations, a lot of integrals. And I mean, I don't do any of that now, right? So in order to to be the professional that I am today, to be the grad student that I am today, I had to build those interpersonal skills. I had to build those writing skills, what have you, elsewhere. Uh, so I think that was an important thing for me. Like, for example, I was a part of the women's glee club, random, very, but I, I loved it. I was part of it for two years after that, I got really involved with Nesby. So I kind of stepped away from that, but you know, it, it was just a great way to, again, hang with a bunch of girls who are interested in something similar and just sing. Um, so yeah, I think those, that would be my, my biggest pieces of advice community and then building skills outside of engineering. So tell us about, you know, the NIA that's outside of, you know, the chemical engineering and uh to tell us, I don't know, walk us through an early young NIA. What sure. what was that NIA? Well, young NIA, she was You still young. Right. You, but yeah, right. younger. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not age myself. There we go. Mm-hmm excuse me, I'll say early teens, Nia, she was super into music. Um, She was a competitive gymnast. So a lot of her time was spent in the gym. By a lot of time, I mean, like 25, 30 hours a week. It was almost like a full-time job, really. And yeah, I was just curious. I wasn't really worried about what I was going to do in the future. I was trying to be Alicia Keys, really. (laughs) obviously we're not there we're not there yet we're not there um but yeah just just really letting my curiosity fuel my interests and I think having that curiosity is a lot of what um what got me through engineering but it's also what has allowed me to continue creating music me and my partner we spend a lot of time in his his makeshift studio and you know I, I still get to do the thing that I love just because um what else I I'm still involved with gymnastics not at the moment because my knee is messed up <laughs> but uh, I coach gymnastics on the side again not because I have to not because I need the money but because just something that I purely enjoy um yeah I I think if young Nia saw you sorry younger Nia (laughs) saw young Nia today um I think she would be proud but she would see a lot of similarities I mean I I say often that I feel like a kid with adult responsibilities because uh rent is ghetto or mortgage is ghetto ghetto (laughs) do not recommend utilities ghetto (laughs) bills (laughs) don't want to know her adulthood the worst hood let me tell you (laughs) But yeah, it's it's just because I, I really feel like I 
have changed in a lot of ways, maturity wise, of course, you know, I got bills, I got things to do, but I still let that, that jovial curiosity lead me to new things all the time. So, you know, we've heard singing, gymnastics, Mm -hmm. and engineering. Mm -hmm. Uh, How have those three helped you grow as a person? Mm, That's a big question right there. I think, so I started, I started doing music and gymnastics around the same time when I was about five years old. And so you can only imagine how much it has impacted me, not only my skill set, but just the way I see the world, the way I process things. I think music specifically has been such a great outlet as well. Um, it's, it's helped me with, you know, things like mental health, overall stress, um, expression. Uh, you know, I used to sing in church, so that's spirituality. Gymnastics taught me discipline. It taught me consistency. Uh, it taught me when you fall, literally, perhaps on your neck, <laughs> you're okay. Most of the time, hopefully. Go get checked out. Make sure you don't have a concussion. But you're okay. You know, you can you can get back up and keep it pushing. And I think a lot of that translates very well into engineering. Um, I think there's a lot of ways that you can use engineering as a source of expression. Like for me, especially being a graduate student in engineering education, it's become a source of expression in that I want to be, uh, I want to be representation for other young students who may look like me, who are on a similar journey. I want to study things and do research that's going to better the experiences of other young Black women, right? And then on the flip side, you know, there's that gymnastics piece. You got to be disciplined. You got to be consistent. You're going to fall down. You're going to fail some tests. I failed quite, quite a few, quite a few, but I got back up, right? I have a degree. And so I think they all, they all have parallels that, that I think have really molded me into someone that again, you know, this word curious can remain curious, but use strategy and discipline and consistency to build something productive out of that, uh, whether it be in engineering or elsewhere. You know, a song that kept coming up in my head was Don McClurkin's We Fall Down. Yes, indeed. We get. <laughs> and so, you know, one beautiful response and just interweaving how they're all connected because in the grand scheme of things, there's an interconnectedness in a lot of the things in which we do. There's very seldom time comes when things are very like just disjointed and Mm -hmm. whatnot but you know thinking about you know those times in which were like mentally exhausting you know throughout your lifetime you know what were those pick-me-ups what was the something that you could always just go to and you would know "Mm, this will keep me this will get me right back up. Keep going. What was that? For me, it was my community, really. I would, you know, call up one of my girls, be like, hey, I can't do this. Can we, you know, can we go for a walk or watch some Netflix? Or maybe they'll say, no, yes, you can. Let's do a study session at, you know, 
such and such study hall and we'll knock it out. That's from an academic standpoint. But I think in the other moments, you know, when you're just mentally exhausted because you got a lot going on just in general, I leaned a lot on my family. Again, I live relatively close to home, so it wasn't hard for me to hop on a Greyhound and go spend some time to, you know, kind of ground myself, remember where I came from and really feel the support and the love that my family members have for me. And sometimes it was just me having to be real with myself. Like, okay, you got to lay lay around all day today, but tomorrow we're going to get up and we're going to try to get this one or two things done. And if you get those two things done, then go reward yourself to some Jennies or, you know, go. Jennies. Uh, <laughs> graders all day. This is a graders podcast. I'm, graders is superior. You know, I'm from Cincinnati. So graders is, but you know, Jennies was closest thing I could get around here. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of self-talk, positive self-talk and encouragement. Um, and I mean, it's hard, you know, it's, it's not, like I was laying there and I'm like, got this burst of energy and I'm like, yeah, I could, you know, I could do it. No, no. A lot of times it's another hour passes. Okay, Nia. All right. You got to get up. Another hour passes. Okay. Um, but again, yeah, just leaning on my community, learning how to do that positive self-talk, positive encouragement. Um, it went a long way. And did it work all the time? No, just being completely honest. Um, you know, there are times I just didn't turn in a homework, but here I am. With a degree. That's right. <laughs> Not recommending you don't turn in a homework. Do your turn homework, your, please. Do yeah, your homework. Turn in your please. <laughs> and so, you know, what do you think is the biggest misconception mm. about being a young Black woman in the field of engineering? But then, you know, you also have this gift in a life of, you know, performance arts? What do you think is like the biggest misconception? I think the biggest general misconception, not just about me, but about young Black women with, you know, STEM degrees. I think people want to believe that we are an exception to the rule or an exception to the norm, which statistically speaking, sure, right? But I think, quite honestly, that is a very deficit-based way of thinking about it. Uh, And I would rather think of it as, this is just the path I chose, right? I had the access, the conditions were right for me, um, and I took it upon myself to create that community. Um, That community also chose me, right? And so I think instead of looking at me or another, you know, young black doctor or fill in the blank, right? Instead of being like, mm, that feels so out of reach. That feels like an exception. Why can't you do the same? Right. Um, especially if there are people like us in these fields, I listen, if you need to get put on, email me, right? That's that's what I that's what I aspire to be. I aspire to be um I aspire to be someone who creates access for others in this space, specifically for other young Black women who are just curious. Curiosity, yes. 
become one of my more favorite words recently, you know, with starting this uh this nonprofit, see brilliance. So because curiosity is like a driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oftentimes when it comes to young people, uh curiosity is sometimes punished. And when that curiosity is punished, you know, it can defer dreams or just can just defer development overall. Right. Um, and so, you know, how are you uh, leveraging or incorporating, you know, curiosity within uh, the work and what you're doing uh, through your PhD? Yeah. So I will preface my answer with saying I don't really know what I'm doing still. <laughs> You know, my research interests, but, you know, narrowing that down to a specific research question is, it's a journey in itself. Got right? time, got time. Yes, yes. I'm in a research design as we speak. So hopefully that class helps, helps me out. But in that, I have become more and more intrigued with the K through 12 space, but specifically with my little ones, uh, you know, K through four, five, which is considered primary school. Um, And I think the reason why I'm so interested is because as I dive into literature on that space and, you know, engineering specifically in that space, it seems as though it doesn't really exist. Uh, And then once you incorporate things like cultural relevance, cultural responsive STEM or engineering, uh, you know, the, the literature pool becomes smaller and smaller. And You know, if you think back to when you were a second grader and, you know, you were studying, you know, whatever it is that you're learning in science at the time, of course, you're going to be curious, right? And of course, you're going to want to, you know, try and make connections about what you're learning to what you do on a daily basis or what happens at home or what happens in your community or what you see when you go out and play at recess, that's just natural. That's human nature is to be curious about how the world works and how that may apply to your life specifically. And so I think it's important for us, you know, as, as researchers, as educators in the engineering education space to, uh, to, you know, again, this word access, but create access to this curiosity and create access to being, like you said, being allowed to be curious about these things. So that way, as they are moving into secondary school, it doesn't feel so disjointed. It doesn't feel like, oh, I don't belong here because I I was told to stop asking questions, right? So I think, I think it's, it's a start. Obviously, I'm going to have to narrow some things down to really be sure about my research question and create a project that I can do within a dissertation's time because I got to graduate. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just am really interested in in how little kids' brains work, specifically young Black kids. And I want to add to the body of research since that is that hasn't quite been been covered extensively. Nia cares about the little children. I love the kids. That's right. That's right. No, uh, when you had said, you know, that second grade comment, you know, thinking back when I was in second grade, I was like, who? <laughs> but no, there, there was, you know, if there's a moment of curiosity, I can think back on being in second grade and 
when we were growing like those little milk beetles and like butterflies and things like that just just the curiosity of seeing you know the caterpillar go from caterpillar to chrysalis to chrysalis to monarch or whatever you know it's just i don't know i just kind of kind of went back down a little bit down uh memory lane just a little bit and so you know what would you say to those who doubt that you can be successful Mm. what would i say to those who doubt that they can be successful i think it it you know, of course, context matters as to why you're doubting yourself in that way. But I would reflect on that. I would reflect on what it is that may be causing you to doubt. Was it a comment that a teacher made to you in fifth grade telling you that you weren't good enough? Is it, you know, where you come from, your background, where you live? Is it, you know, your no one in your family has gone to college and that's just not the norm? you know, reflect on those things. And then if you can, I would reach out to people who are in the spaces that you see yourself being in. You know, as I said, I am more than happy to have a conversation about literally anything, um, especially if it's someone who is, you know, doubting their success. I doubted my success all throughout undergrad, all throughout. There were many moments when I was like, you know, I could really just switch to business. (laughs) I could really just switch to communications. I could do sports. I caught so many different options, right? But then I was like, you know what? Let me speak to this upperclassman or let me go to the, the DOI office and see what advice they may have for me. Or let me speak to, to my mom who happens to have a college degree, right? I think it's important to to, you know, think about what it is that's causing you to feel that way and then do something about it. You don't have to stay in that space, right? If I stayed in that space, I wouldn't be talking about an engineering degree. Um, so it's it's up to you to make that difference, but also recognize that there's a community of people out here who want to help you and want to give you that guidance and want to give you that advice. So take a chance, reach out. Take a chance and reach out. My goodness. Uh, well, to to bring this to a close, even though I want to keep going, where can uh, listeners find you online? Oh, yes. So I just happen to be on a hiatus from social media at the moment, but I do still have an Instagram account. It's at Nia Monique underscore underscore. Um, will I go back on Instagram? stay tuned. <laughs> but you know, I do have just some general information on there if you're if you're interested. Um, also, please reach out to me at johnson.7353 at osu.edu. That is my school email, which means I check it a lot. So if you reach out, I will definitely see it and get back to you. Again, I'm more than happy to have a conversation. Um, and I just appreciate even being in this position to talk about my experience. I think it's very special to be able to lend that hand forward. 
Wonderful. And uh, one thing I always tell Nia is I always address her by uh, Dr. <laughs> Nia Johnson. So just continue to get ready to get used to hearing that because that's going to be your your soon reality. Again, thank you so much for coming on to the Sea Brilliance podcast. And we're excited to see uh, where curiosity takes you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.